It takes the pressure off of of being perfect, of looking good, right? Of of impressing others, and it just allows you to focus on the actual thing, which is really what matters and what leads to growth. Welcome to the Next Level Income Show, where it's our goal to take your income, your investments, and your life to the next level. I'm your host, Chris Larson. If you haven't yet, get a copy of our book for free at our website, nextlevelincome.com. That's www.nextlevelincome.com. Just click on the book link and I'll even send you a copy if you put your address in. On today's show, we have Gavin McHale. As a former hockey player and kinesiology graduate, he followed all the rules. But when Gavin started his personal training business in 2012, he had big aspirations just like he had in his hockey career. After years of building a mediocre business, he realized that he was the one holding himself back from the success he knew he was destined for. Over the course of several years and lots of work on himself, Gavin was able to build a more sustainable and higher paying business and started to see the success come to fruition. Gavin has since left the gym and gone all in on helping other amazing human beings become the best version of themselves, both through business by unlocking their potential and helping them become helping them build a more resilient mindset. Today, he works with my coach, Craig Ballantyne. And today we are going to talk about your money mindset and how to use your mindset, abundance mentality, the growth mindset, all to help you take more action and further your journey towards financial independence. Gavin, great to see you again. Welcome to the show. Man, it's great to see you. Unfortunately, it wasn't you know shaking hands and uh, breaking bread, but uh, it's great to see you on here as well. Yeah, I missed you. Uh, I missed you when when uh, our, our uh, mastermind got together here down in uh, Mexico this time, but we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about last time we got together down there and how, <laughs> how that kind of led to this conversation here today that we're going to share with the audience. But, you know, you, you have a great background, Gavin, as, as an elite athlete, and that's really going to lead into some of the things that we're going to talk about today. Would you share a bit about that with the audience before we get into it? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep it as short as possible, but, um, you know, I spent, I spent my entire time Canadian. So what would you expect? I spent my childhood playing hockey. Um, even though both my parents were British and didn't really know what it was all about. Oh, really? To. How about that? Yeah. My dad was a soccer player and my mom, she grew up over here, but they were really poor. So there was no hockey. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, they thought, you know, they didn't put me in hockey because they thought there was hitting when you were like five, you know, they, they, <laughs> didn't, they didn't know any of this stuff, but you know, luckily I, I being in Canada, you got friends who were playing and and got into the game. And, and you know, just to kind of start opening this loop here, I was really, I, I decided to play goalie after about a year because I wasn't very good as a player and I was really good at it naturally. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is a pattern for me that I would gravitate to these things that I was really good at naturally. Mm-hmm. Worked my way up the ranks quite quickly and got to junior hockey, which is, you know, two, maybe three steps away from professional hockey. And that's when, that's when everything started to get harder, right? When you take the best players from each place and you put them all together, right? I was a big fish in a small pond when I was at, in my hometown. And then it's, you know, you start realizing, oh, everybody's this good. And that's when you need to start separating yourself in other ways. And and also the first time that I think a lot of people uh, in my position start to start to face failure and deal with failure. And uh, I didn't deal with it very well. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't deal with it at all 
until it dealt with me and it said, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to take this into our own hands. The universe decided to take it into its own hands and, and kind of tell me, Hey, you know, if you can't get this figured out, then your career is over. And, uh, and that's what happened. You know, I, I was, I was so close and yet, you know, as you know, so close yet so far away. So, um, yeah, it was a wild ride and it's one that I still am grateful for. And it taught me a lot in hindsight, unfortunately not in the moment, but that's, uh, that's the long and short of it. Yeah. It's interesting how that works. And you mentioned a few things there, Gavin. I, you know, I really admire, I was, I was a catcher when I played baseball and then I moved over to cycling, which you don't really have like a, a goalie or a catcher or somebody that's kind of like right. the de facto kind of like team captain, uh, right. if you will. But you know, I've always seen the goalie, you know, as we were talking about, my boys play lacrosse. It's kind of the same thing. It's like the quarterback or the catcher, you know, in, in some of these other sports. But the thing that really impresses me about a goalie, um, and I saw this with my older son when he was playing in soccer, he has the ability to do this. He can kind of flip the page after a bad play. And mm -hmm. did, did you find you had that ability? Like, you know, if you got scored on, you know, did you have the ability to kind of compartmentalize, if you will, and turn that page and say, okay, next play, let's do this and get the team fired back up? Sporadically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, unfortunately, like I would actually say that that was the thing that really held me back yeah. was, um, mm. and, and, you know, we can dive into the mindset lessons now is, yeah. uh, I, you know, if we go right back to Carol Dweck's book called Mindset. Love right. it. I've quoted, about, quoted often. Yeah. Right. These yeah. people are well-versed in that, that you're listening. Yeah. So we have the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And I was very much in the fixed mindset, probably as deep as you can be that I was on stage and everybody was, everybody was watching me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when I quote unquote failed, right. I let in a goal to me, that wasn't just a, just a goal, right? To me, this meant I'm not good enough. I'm not mm -hmm. a good enough human being, right? No one's going to like me because I was playing because people like me and, and, you know, trying to get my parents' approval and coaches' approval and all this yeah. stuff. Right? So yeah. I piled all this pressure onto myself. And, you know, every time that I make a mistake, there's that story again, right? Failure means I'm not good enough. And um, mm -hmm. so... For me, it was like, not only it's it's hard enough to compartmentalize and turn the page, but I was like having to turn 50 pages because I was putting so much other crap on top of it. It wasn't right? just the goal. Like you said, it was all this other stuff. They would come crashing in every time that happened. It was what it was made the goal mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we go, if we just look at logic, if I had, if I had been, you know, been able to be successful the only way would have been as if i stopped single puck perfectly <laughs> right because like that's that's yeah. what a mindset does so what i wish i would have done and in hindsight the shift here that hopefully will help your listeners is you know the shift from uh, failure means i'm not good enough to failure is feedback right failure and is feedback i love that i'm going to write these quotes down here that's a great one so if you're listening right. remember that failure is feedback and by the way gavin's full of these I'm I'm just locked and loaded with with these quotes. So failure is feedback, right? If we look at the decision making loop, the decision making cycle, it's you know an event happens. So I have a goal. We apply a belief, 
right? So my belief at the time was failure means I'm not good enough, but ideally we're going to shift that to failure equals feedback. Mm -hmm. And that belief makes you feel an emotion. And then we all know people make decisions based on emotion, right? So that new failure is feedback. Instead of me feeling angry or frustrated or unworthy or basically like a piece of crap, it helped me feel, it would have helped me feel curious, uh, you know, to ask questions. I would say, hey, can, can I get some more help with the video? Can I hire somebody that would help me? Um, and then that's going to lead to different actions. And as Craig talked about, the, the, the virtuous cycle, right? Our, our, our mutual friend, Craig, talks about the virtuous cycle of behavior. That's yeah. where that comes from, is coming from a place of curiosity or a better emotional state. Yeah. No, and I love that. And I want to back up because I, I have talked about it a lot. I've talked about Mindset by Carl Dweck. Another book I like to quote a lot um, is uh, is Grit by Michelle Duckworth. And those two kind of like blend together in my mind. I talk about David versus Goliath by Malcolm, El- Malcolm Gladwell. And all these things I read as I was going from uh, individual contributor, like a sales rep, to a leader role in, in, my, um, in my career. And it was really neat because it, it was like these things that you and I learned, Gavin, as an individual competitor, contributor, then you have to say, like, as you do now as a coach, as I did in that leadership role, how do you translate these learnings? How do you how do you do this? And now I think about it a lot, even though that was at least 10 years ago when I was going through that journey. Now I have children and I'm trying to teach them these lessons, which, you know, being being athletes, I think it's a phenomenal environment to do that. But let's walk it back. So if you could explain the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset for listeners, what is the difference? Yeah, fixed. The best analogy is the fixed mindset is you're on stage and you're performing, right? Please love me. Please give me external validation. Me doing this thing means I'm good enough, right? So for me, it was hockey. The growth mindset is one where you're in the sandbox, right? And you're making a, a, a sandcastle. And if it doesn't work, you knock it down and you try again. And essentially, you're just you're you're playing the game, Love that. right? Yeah. yeah. And and what this allows uh, the growth mindset is it, it it takes the pressure off. Yeah. Right. It takes the pressure off of of being perfect, of looking good, right? Of of impressing others, and it just allows you to focus on the actual thing, which is really what matters and what leads to growth. I love that. It's the whole fail forward mindset. And there there are ways that you can you can you can make this more comfortable for yourself. And as I look back and you know, you you probably would echo this. What's interesting is I think the failures we accumulate early in life ultimately make life easier and make success more achievable later in life. And it's hard to realize that. It's hard to realize that. When, when you're in the moment, when you're young, when you, you're, you know, you're immature, one of the things that we do is we talk about, you know, this at the dinner table with, with the boys, you know, we talk about it with my wife and I, it's like, Hey, what was a success? What was a failure? What could you have done differently? And with the, with the sales reps I used to work with, you know, something would go wrong and I would say, okay, you know, Gavin, what, what happened? Oh, this, this happened. And let's say, um, it was a hundred percent out of your control. Maybe a, an instrument uh, didn't get delivered, or it wasn't sterilized properly, or um, even something kind of kind of out out in left field where the 
maybe the um the surgeon got upset and actually like threw the instrument on the floor in frustration and now you were looked at and said hey Gavin, give me another instrument and it's like well i didn't do anything wrong i said well hey what could you have done differently what could you have done to change that scenario and i think when you have this filter these questions that we can ask ourselves what happens is it changes instead of saying hey i can't do anything to hey what what could i have done you know you start to think and solve problems and it literally changes the wiring in your brain in my opinion yeah we start to allow our brain to do what it was meant to do solve yeah. problems right yeah the the problem with the way most of I like to I like to think of probably all your learners, me and you, uh, high level executives, athletes. We think like high performers, right? I'm a I would call myself a high performer, and the Absolutely. plight of the high performer is we're so hard on ourselves yeah. that we it's a blessing. It's a double edged sword. Yeah, it's it's such a double edged sword because it pushes us, it drives us, but at the same time, right. We spend so much time judging ourselves or judging whatever it is that we don't actually find the lesson in the in the mistake or even or not even the mistake or in in event in the in the thing that happened, right? And so we are so busy being so at, mad at ourselves that we can't even look for the fact that, like you said, oh, you know, maybe this thing wasn't delivered, you know, on time. Well maybe what you could learn is we got to, we got to create a system to make sure that what's ordered gets delivered. And you're so busy being mad at yourself that you forget to tell somebody, Hey, we need to create a system for this. Right. Yeah. Well, we Absolutely. need to surgeons yeah. how to use these instruments yeah. or have properly. a back or have a backup or yeah. You right. know, just, yeah. Something that, that develops that, which, and I love what you said, you were curious, you know, we're curious as humans, like it's wired into us. We seek, you know, we, we go out, we seek food, we try to find, you know, better things to do. We fly into space, we go into the ocean, we do all these things. I believe like what you said, you know, we're meant to do this. But I think, you know, the fixed versus um, growth mindset, it, it also dwells, in my opinion, in the scarcity versus abundance. So, you know, fixed fixed mindset is like scarcity, is like the scarcity mindset. And growth mindset is like the abundance mindset. And I'm, you know, just like you're on this podcast, I'm on, I'm on other podcasts just as much as I do my own podcast, Gavin. And I'm often asked like, what's the number one thing you look for? Like, what's the number one thing that people can do, you know, when they're looking for a partner or, you know, somebody that they can work with. And I say, the number one thing is make sure you surround yourself with people with an abundance mindset, because if you believe that the pie is fixed and it can't grow, you're not, it's the same thing. You're looking internally. You're looking small. You're not saying, well, Hey, how can we all work together? How can we grow this? And there can be more for other people. And really that, you know, that's going to, you know, fall naturally into the next area, you know, that we're talking about when it comes to like, how do you grow wealth? Yeah. Like, so the scarcity mindset, like totally cuts you off from so much potential good, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. it, it, you're essentially it? it's cancer. Yeah. Right. And you're essentially putting yourself in a box that, you know, yeah. whatever, I, because of this external circumstance, I can't do this. Right. Yeah. And just like the, just the salesperson saying, well, there's nothing I can do, but what can you do? What can you do? You know, yeah. can you, can you shift that into, you know, I'm not 
saying it's your fault, but can you take radical responsibility? Because when you take radical responsibility, you take back ownership of the situation. Love that. Yeah. The abundance mindset allows you to take ownership of any situation go, it is directly on me. I want to have this success and the failures and the successes are all me. So if I'm, if I want to accept the successes, then I have to be willing to accept the failures too. And that's, that's just great, what yeah. the abundance mindset is. Yeah. I can change my circumstance. Yeah. Right. I love that. And, and look, you, it, it's, it goes both ways. So if you beat yourself up when something doesn't go, go well, celebrate when something does go well, celebrate that. And, and, you know, I think, um, Shaquille O'Neal spoke at our event uh, a little over a year ago and he said he would celebrate and then he would put a trophy in the closet. And that's what he learned something from his father. And it's like, don't ever get, you know, don't ever get too caught up in your own success, which I think is, um, interesting, but, you know, when we talk about, you know, how to create wealth, which we talk about a lot on the show, you know, I, I tell my boys again, kind of going back to, if I can explain it to my kids, you know, my, you know, now 11 and 13 year olds, then I, it, it should, it should make sense to pretty much everybody. Right. Cause you know, they're hard to, they're hard to explain stuff to sometimes, but they're like, well, that, how do you make money? I said, I, said, I use the old Zig Ziglar, you know, if you can help other people get what they want, then you'll, you'll have everything you ever need help find, find ways to help people get things. And that's, that's kind of the abundance mindset. Um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Gavin is last time we spent time together at the mastermind in Mexico, um, Craig Ballantyne, who is, who's my coach. I've been working with him for several years. I've been following him for over a decade. Um, he's, he's fantastic. We're going to share uh, some resources that you can get from uh, Gavin and Craig and their team here uh, before the end of the podcast. But Craig had you come up and he had you walk the whole room through a visualization and you've actually put together gavin a um a millionaire money mindset visualization um would you please share like how you came up with that why you did it and you know we're gonna we're gonna share with the audience how they can get it but you know share kind of like what what is that all about what's the goal of utilizing that Today's show is sponsored by Money Insights and their Investment Optimizer Strategy. In my book, I share how I use the same strategy starting over a decade ago to invest my money in two places at one time. This strategy has been used by the wealthiest for generations for estate planning, minimizing taxes, preserving wealth, and increasing stability for their investments. Now you can do the same thing. In addition, you can build a plan to build an emergency fund, pay for college, fund a business, plan for retirement, and ultimately optimize your total financial picture. To find out more information, check us out at the banking link at nextlevelincome.com. Yeah, so before everybody clicks off, because it's <laughs> the woo-woo time. Woo-woo, yeah. Hey, I live know. in Asheville, man. If you're know, if you an Ash, you know, I live in Asheville. Like, this is a lot... A lot of spirituality here. So come on, right. hang out with, stay with us for a few more minutes. Just stay, stay with us as we vibe here. Let, let me also say one thing. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you respect Chris and, and Chris's message. Um, when I got up to speak, I guess a year ago now, you know, in 2022, the first time I'd ever spoken to a group, it, you know, there's these people like Chris in the audience, right? And I'm like, guys are gonna you know the, the imposter syndrome in me these guys are gonna laugh me off the stage this is woo woo and as i'm going through i can see people chris literally leaning in and 
nodding and then, you know, asking questions and jumping in. And it's like, you can choose to like all this woo woo nonsense, or you can choose to, to just buy in. And like, I'll say this, give it a week. If it's, if it's no good, then you can email Chris, you can email me and you can tell us that we're full of crap. Give it a week. Okay. Or you could just unsubscribe and not listen anymore. Yeah. Just yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's easier for us. So basically our brains cannot distinguish between something that is quote unquote real, like, you know, me and you talking and something that is vividly imagined. Right. So if I were, and Michael Jordan talked about this in his mm-hmm. career, he's, yeah. That foul shot that I made or that jump shot that I made to win the championship. Yeah. I did that a thousand times in my head. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So, so yeah. he has actually done the rep a thousand times. Yeah. It's not his first rep. It's his a thousand and first. Yeah. And so why do we not use this to get what we want? Like it, yeah. when, when, when we realize what the brain does and how, yeah. We can literally sit in our house. I'm up in Canada. You're in North Carolina. We can sit there and we can just close our eyes and visualize something and and give it the a better opportunity to come into our lives. Now, I want to be clear. Manifestation is not just sitting in your office thinking about it. You, you also have to take action steps towards it, but you're going to give yourself a better chance by visualizing it as well, because then brain again can start to solve the problems absolutely what we did here was and speaking of abundance mindset this is all about abundance was we took there's this part of your brain i'm sure you've talked about it before called the reticular activating system and it literally tells your conscious brain to focus on right so you're looking for a new car you see that car everywhere right we got investors here you see for sale i I've invested in a couple of properties. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a new, slightly new investor. I see every first sale sign I see, I'm Googling the house. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. a curse, right? Because my reticular activating system is like, that could it's be an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's, it's on it, right? Now the problem is if you have beliefs, deep unconscious beliefs, let's say about money, like how many of us grew up with, he doesn't grow on trees and it's hard to make money. Right. Or it's in the Bible. People say, Hey, you know, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to, to enter into, enter into heaven. Right. Like we see it, we see it all over the place. It's in politics, right? Oh, the rich aren't paying their fair share. Well, who's rich? Who's not? It's yeah. It's, it's everywhere, you know, and it's, um, it's insidious and it's, uh, it's hard and, and to even realize it sometimes. Yeah. And so it's so hard once that's ingrained, right? Yeah. To you can consciously say, I want to be wealthy, I want to be wealthy, I want all this, I want to provide for my family. But when your subconscious is going, Yeah, but money doesn't grow on trees. And rich or you don't people, deserve it, or rich people are evil, it. or you're yeah, taking whatever. You're stealing from somebody if you have yeah, it's it's yeah, you're crazy. yeah. Look at all the poor people who can't eat and and you're to make an extra buck like all this stuff right so your reticular activating system is then actively going to look for examples and evidence that that is true yep. which yeah. 
furthers the spiral down, right, yeah. into the vicious cycle that, that is not serving us. So we need to require. So what, what we've done with the, the money mindset visualization is we're rewiring your brain into abundance. Uh, the visualization that I give, you know, you're at a beach, you're looking at the ocean. The beautiful part about oceans is they go on and on forever. You can't see the land on the horizon. And you think of that, like, what if that was money? You know, what if, what if you dunked your cup in the ocean and it was just money? And like, if you can vividly imagine that, well, then your brain starts to go money everywhere. Money never, ne never runs out. Money flows everywhere. And now we start looking for evidence of that being true. And guess what? We look for evidence. We find evidence. That's right. Yeah. That's the absolutely. beauty of the brains. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. I've seen it. Um, I first, and this is why this is uh, why I think this is a great fit, Gavin. I first learned about visualizations and meditation through sports performance. So I read yeah. a book, learned about the meditation when I was about 18 years old. Um, I remember actually specifically where I was and I was reading about it and we all do this, right? You're like, oh, you and you close your eyes and you picture yourself, you know, catching or making the, the winning oh. touchdown play, right? You, you know, on the bike, right? You, you picture yourself at the top of, of a climb or going across the line, you raise your hands. It's, it's right. You win it. You picture yourself winning the championship, the Stanley cup, whatever it is. And you oh. go through those moments. Michael Phelps said it when the water got into his goggles during the Olympics, he said he had gone through in his head so many times swimming down the pool that he knew exactly how many strokes that it would take. And he knew exactly when he was going to hit that wall because he had done it in his mind and his mind didn't, didn't, differentiate between that event where he couldn't see out of his eyes. It's it's, we see it, we hear it. And it's, it's amazing. We see it with athletes. So why not with money? Why not with business? Why not with other things in the world? It really is. It really is impressive, but I do want to underscore something you said. So a lot of people, uh, when the secret came out maybe 15 or so years ago, 15, 20 years ago, I read it, listened to it. I was like, this is, this is great. But if you sit around and as, as Craig says, um, what does he say? Motivation beats meditation. Is that what he says? Movement beats meditation. Yeah. I forget what his, yeah. his quote is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you gotta, at some point you gotta get moving, right? You gotta do that. And Tony Robbins says it, take massive action. Once you have a plan, once you know what's going on, once your mind is in the right place, then you gotta take massive action. So what Gavin is telling you, if you're listening today is that, Hey, if, if you need to get your mind in the right place, do that, you know, spend some time, listen to a motivation once a day for 10 minutes in the evening or in the morning or on your, on your, um, uh, you know, on your workout or your commute, but then start to take the massive action to get you where you want to be. Yeah. And I think to, to further that a little bit is the scarcity mindset and the judgment and, and all these, you know, all these things that we've talked about that aren't serving high performers. Yeah. The biggest problem is that it's, it's paralyzing people from taking action. Absolutely. Right. If you just like, if you were in an abundant place and you just took some action, it somewhat in the direction of what you want, yeah. let's say you want to become an investor. Well, if you just took like 
one action to go like listen to this podcast and then took one action from the podcast, right? Well, then you'd be way further ahead because not only would you probably have taken good action if you're listening to this, but even if that action didn't work at all, well, then you've removed that from the possibilities and you can take a different action. Like you've learned from that, right? So taking action, just like failure, provides us with feedback and then we calibrate and recalibrate as we need to. But the only thing that's not going to serve you is not taking action towards what you say you want. I love that. So, you know, one, I love to tell, um, you know, listeners to talk to our coaching clients, you know, you gather information, you put a plan together and then you take action with accountability. Can you Gavin share a little bit about what you do, um, with Craig and your coaching programs and, and how you help people, you know, get in the right mindset, begin to take action, but then, you know, as an engineer, I like to say, iterate, you know, make changes, have accountability so that you do this. And that's why I started working with Craig because I said, Hey, I want to, I want to get to the next level of where I was going at the time. And I wanted somebody that could hold me accountable and also give me that, that external, um, uh, perspective to, to determine, Hey, do I need, do I need different resources? And am I going in the right direction? What do you guys, how do you guys do that? Yeah. So I think that you hit on something there with the different perspective and the external perspective. So I always say to people, uh, you can't read the label inside the bottle. Right. I like that. Yeah. You know, you're in the bottle, you're in the eye of the hurricane, right? Yeah. Because this thing happens, that's just an objective event happens. And because of all the emotional connection and all the attachment you have to it, you start weaving these stories and writing this drama, right? I said we're we're like the best drama fiction writers in the world when when we're in a tough spot. Right. So what a coach does, and, and the biggest thing that we do, Craig has taught me this just through osmosis, is we're the objective observer that also has a, you know, we want you to succeed, but we're totally objective, right? Even someone on your team who wants you to succeed, I mean, they're going to get paid more if you succeed. So like they're kind of biased, right? Yeah. Yeah. Versus like, we don't care. We'll tell you what you need to hear. Right. And, and at the same time, what I love about what Craig's created and he's allowed me to, to expedite this is we see so many reps. Like we see so many people that like our clients come through and we're working with them, we're talking to them and then we're, we're working with so many clients, um, you know, in our ecosystem that we get so much back so fast on on the problems that people are having so that we can create systems that are going to help these people right and a lot as you know chris you step in that room a lot of those people they're your people right these are the people that like they're just like us we literally you know we wake up at whatever time you go to the gym and you're talking about this stuff until you go to sleep at night when you're at these live events because we just want to talk about it. There's nothing else to talk about. We just go, go, go. But I think the biggest thing is we're going to be the objective observer. We're going to set a plan in place for you, with you. And then we're going to hold you ruthlessly accountable to it because it's literally my job to do that. Like if yeah. you don't succeed at what we've set out together, I have failed. Right? So I think I think that's the the huge value of coaching, um, just in general, and like 
you know, you can you can work to become more objective yourself. You look at someone like Alex Hormozzi, he's literally worked to someone said he's like logic in human form, right? Like he just he's so objective, but he's he's worked on that. Right. And he's, yeah. he's learned that from coaches and from mentors. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you want to expedite that, hire a coach or bring someone who's going to be objective for you. I love that. And speaking of coaches, I can't help but notice uh, Ted Lasso over your shoulder there, Gavin, and, and the and the believe. And look, if you haven't watched that series, I think it's fantastic. Um, why do you why do you have that picture of Ted Lasso and uh, and believe up there? So I covered it with my own out of 10 hat. Shout out to Craig Valentine. But the line underneath Ted Lasso there on the photo is be curious, not judgmental. It's a Walt Whitman quote. And my entire life I grew up, I was very judgmental of others, but most mostly I was very judgmental of myself. And so that shift from, oh, why can't I? I suck. I can't do this to how can I yeah. has been monumental for me. On the other side, I believe this, a client actually got this for me. Um, I truly think that the biggest thing holding so many people back that's held me back in the past is just a lack of Mm self-belief. And Mm -hmm. this, like, we have all these tools and we have all these amazing strategies within us. Like, we know it. We have everything we need within us. But we don't believe in our ability to implement do it. And the separator between super, super successful and successful, but not as successful is that belief. So it's just a good reminder to my clients to, to always believe. I love that. I love that. I think we're going to end on that. Um, Gavin, if people want to learn more about how they can work with you, how they, how they can get actually the, the money, um, mindset, um, visualization, and also, Next month, so this is uh, this is early December that this podcast is coming out. Next month, you all are hosting a live mastermind event. And if you want to join myself, if you want to join Gavin, if you want to join Craig in beautiful, warm Cancun, Mexico, maybe you can share a little bit about that as well. Yeah, Mexico in January is a, is an easy sell for anybody north of you know middle of the states. Um, yeah, so easiest way is on Instagram. Uh, as of right now, it's at Gavin McHale one. I'm working on changing it, so it'll probably be at Real Gavin McHale. Going with the Craig Valentine. I'll, I'll put I'll put the link in the show notes here too. I'll but yeah. drop that in. Um, also, I just say to a lot of people, if you know, if you're not on Instagram or if it's not a way you like to communicate, because I know it's still weird for some people. Kind of me too. Uh, just email me Gavin at CraigBalentine.com. You can learn more about us too at uh, CraigBalentine.com or EarlyToRise.com. A few things on there. Um, there's a few. There's just a few nuggets of information there. But I just encourage you. You know, you can go and you can watch websites and all that stuff. Watch the videos. Just send me a message and let's actually talk about it um, because that's what action takers do. I love that. I love that. We'll have the link for. Uh, the visualization as well in the show notes. And then if you want to get a, yeah, there you go. It's all good, man. Um, and then if you want a free copy of Craig's book, email coach at nextlevelincome.com, coach at nextlevelincome.com, right? Free, just put uh, Craig's free book and your address in the body of the email. Send that to coach at nextlevelincome.com and we'll send you a free copy on behalf of uh, Gavin and Craig. Um, Gavin, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your insights, your history, 
and how people can use all these things to help them on their journey towards financial independence. Like I said, thanks. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Chris. Hey, Chris here again. I hope you found this episode valuable. Now I have one more thing to give to you. We have a page for my coaching clients where you can get a free copy of my book, as well as much more from previous guests on the show. Just check out nextlevelincome.com slash coaching to get a free copy of my book, audiobook, and much more. I'll send you a copy of my book and cover all the shipping costs as a thank you for listening to the podcast. Also, please like, share, and take just 90 seconds to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts.